I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about how people with trauma love differently. You know, many people will tell us that they thought they've had a good childhood. And as we explore things with them, it turns out it wasn't as nearly as good as they thought it no, was. No, but you know, and I find that all the time too. Tell me a little more, I say. Um, and then you start to hear stuff that, that was extremely difficult. But I think we don't know. I think we think that what goes on in our house probably goes on in everybody's house. Yeah, it just feels normal. It feels normal. And sometimes if we're fortunate, we go to friends' houses where it's different. And we can say, well, okay. But I think a lot of people think they had a good childhood until they start to talk about it. And then they'll say, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't quite as good as I thought. Yeah. Uh, but my mother was really anxious and my father was never home and, you know. Or we'll start to justify what our parents did. Oh, they used to, you know, spank us, but it's only because we were bad. Yeah. Well, and then you start to ask questions and it was, uh, you know, abuse or yeah. physical abuse or, yeah. you know, oh yeah, they, they did get touched by their uncle one time yeah. or two times, but we don't realize that it sounds like something small. Oh yeah, just two times that it happened, but Margaret, how huge is that? It was huge. Absolutely huge. Um, and of course they were threatened into keeping it a secret and then it goes on for years and years and so forth. And, and, so and then the internal mm -hmm. yeah. struggle that comes with that right. because people become very right. angry. But you know, and I say to people, your parents, I've very rarely ever known parents I thought were malicious. Parents make mistakes. Parents have their own problems. I don't think any parents ever said, how can we mess up our kid? You know? <laughs> so don't feel like you're betraying your parents or doing a bad thing when you tell the truth about what happened in your house. It's kind of, it is what it, what it is, you know? Yeah. We don't judge anybody. Yeah, exactly. We're just trying to um, get you to realize yeah. how it's impacting you, right? Right. And so we're going to be, it's important to understand that trauma is going to affect either you or, or your partners or, or the both of you if you've had trauma. And, and so... By becoming aware of it, you can navigate things better. That's right. So Margaret's Absolutely. got some great info here today yes. she wants to share. So I'm going to tell you some stuff about post-traumatic stress disorder, which is the unfortunately the response to trauma. <clears throat> um, now, the Mayo Clinic's definition of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. You can't get it out of your head. It plays and it plays, okay? And you try to put it out of your head. Must be a helpless feeling. Oh, terribly, yeah. Um, like you're just like, oh my God, why can't and I stop from this? From the time I've been in the field, which as we all know was the year 850, mm -hmm. um, 
we've come a long way on trauma. People didn't want to deal with it. People wanted to deny it. People wanted to deny the, um, the impact that it has. And we never had a name for it. I was taught it by people who had been in the business for years, and they talked about movies playing in people's heads. We didn't have the term PTSD. PTSD, the term wasn't even invented until guys came back from the Vietnam War and they had the flashbacks and the nightmares and so forth and so on. It was talked about after World War I and after World War II and called shell shock. But it was kind of treated as if it was a weakness. If you were a strong enough man, you know, you wouldn't have shell shock. Um, the definition of trauma says it's something that would overwhelm anyone's defenses, mm -hmm. okay? So the field has come a long way in terms of trauma. And I'm happy to report that even many of the people I talk to are relatively sophisticated about it. And they know that, you know, if the, the man or the woman has a, a, an abuse history, that's serious. And that's great. I'm very glad people are that well informed. So I saw this article that said how people with PTSD love differently. And PTSD, people with PTSD fall in love all the time, of course. Um, but it can be difficult for them. So we're going to go through a few of those difficulties that they can run into. Okay. The first one is trusting others is difficult when you have PTSD. Okay. Now, if you're the victim of an earthquake um, or a fire or, you know, a bus crash or whatever, um, that's not quite as bad as having a person do something to you. Because having a person, especially a family member or a family friend or somebody you know, mm -hmm. that's a betrayal, okay? So trusting others is difficult when you have PTSD. When somebody has done something to betray your basic trust in humanity, it becomes harder to trust others. You are quicker to anger and quicker to see the person you are, you are with as bad or evil when disappointed, okay? Yeah. So when you get mad, you get very, very mad and kind of like you're no good either, okay? People with PTSD have a fear of getting too close to others, and that's extremely important. We talk about that oftentimes as avoidant attachment style, mm -hmm. but it can be a direct result of or certainly related to trauma, okay? Because other people have become the things to be feared, you are uncomfortable with crowds and more likely to want to be alone, wow. okay? And I don't think I've ever met a PTSD survivor who was comfortable in a crowd. And that could be misdiagnosed all over the place as agoraphobia and God knows what else. Um, PTSD sufferers get defensive more easily. Some men and women were burned so badly by the opposite sex that the burn never leaves them. They are always defensive and on guard. But there is a way to cope with this. The first thing to do with any problem is to recognize the problem. You might be telling yourself you're better off alone because you can't be hurt. True, but your life loses a lot more than you gain that way. And certainly we can understand why people are avoiding. They've been hurt, they've given up, they don't want to invest again and be disappointed. Mm -hmm. But first you say that, I have a problem with getting close with people. Humans are social animals. We are the happiest in the company of others we love. Mm -hmm. You may need a time of healing, but sooner or later, you will have to try reaching out mm -hmm. again. Can you get PTSD from staying in an emotionally abusive relationship? What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. And what it, could be more traumatic than being hurt by somebody you love? Not only that, 
your original experience was being hurt by somebody you love. So you're not as startled and outraged as people who don't have a trauma history might be. Experience may have taught you that the people who love you hurt you. We talked about that recently in messing up your capacity to attach. When the same people who love you are the people that hurt you. It's a terrible, terrible dilemma. Okay? Um, so, and people stay because I think that's what they've been taught is normal. One of the many reasons. Okay. Yeah. Once you've decided to take the risk of loving, the biggest problem you will face might be continuing the relationship. There are going to be disappointments. The other person will eventually let you down in at least minor ways. Mm -hmm. Healthy people who have never been seriously traumatized have reasonable expectations and find it easy to forgive when most of those expectations are not met. And of course, there are always going to be some that aren't met. Sure. Um, in a relationship. Nobody's perfect. And that some things that are relatively minor are not deal breakers. Um, and sometimes people with PTSD get so disappointed so quickly they're ready to break up with you. And it wasn't all that bad. People who have been traumatized react to minor disappointments as if they were major traumas. Mm -hmm. For example, this is not I, this is I in the, in the article. For example, I had a client whose mother would repeatedly yell at him and beat him when he was young. Okay. This felt so out of control and scary to him that he thought he might be severely hurt or even killed. Wow. He had PTSD from it. Of course yeah, he did. Sure. Once he grew up, he was emotionally okay getting into relationships with women because they would not trigger him early on. But once the relationship got more serious and they were spending a lot more time together, his partner would raise her voice at some point and that was it. He couldn't recover. He couldn't wow. forgive. Isn't that awful? He wow. couldn't recover. He couldn't forgive. He would say he accepted an apology um, if it was offered, but he never felt the same security and comfort with her again. After one argument. After one argument. By the time he was 30, he had had a dozen relationships that all lasted from several months to a year and ended badly. Yeah. Because okay. how are you going to... Get much further than a year without at least one argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna have, yeah, you're gonna have a disappointment, and one of you is gonna raise their voice. Oftentimes, it's the man. I reminded, I reminded a man today that sometimes you forget that your voice is loud and powerful, and women have a difficult time. But this poor guy was terrified when women got angry at him, mm -hmm. and obviously he wasn't able to say that. Yeah. Thank heaven he got into therapy, and I'm sure he was helped. Those suffering from PTSD tend to push people away. I've seen this quite a bit. Yeah. What about you? I have to all the time. Yeah. All the time. Some people with PTSD push others away after being triggered. Some push others away before the triggering even happens. Yeah, because they feel like something's coming up. Yeah. I've had some recently with anniversary reactions. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I, a few recently that I can think of one had been through a lot of combat and I'm like he probably have had some anniversary reactions yeah. around this time yeah. there was another one around uh, the this guy was dating this girl for I think about six months or so maybe maybe a little bit under a year and her husband had passed away unexpectedly mm. and um, 
So she had not even, she had been separated from the, uh, or the husband had passed away and she started dating, I think about five or six months later to the, my guy. Then around the anniversary of, of the, the husband's, husband's death, death, she broke up with him. She was like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, it's an anniversary reaction. It was literally the same weekend that the husband had passed away. She felt guilty probably. And I said that somebody to him. else, yeah. And I, and I talked to him about all the other ideas that I thought yeah. was going on yeah. there. But you can see that people with PTSD very often have some of the traits we describe as avoidant. Yeah. 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 Well, um, it is avoidant behavior. Sure it is. But here's the good news. Um, PTSD is treatable. And it is. I've treated it myself. And even better. It's curable. It's treatable and it's curable. You start out with safer topics, focusing on the present. When you feel safe and comfortable and have built up enough trust in the therapist, however, however long that takes, then you process the trauma. So you take your time, you get to know somebody. And a therapist who's familiar with trauma will give you the time to do that. Yeah. Okay? Most trauma does not result in PTSD. It just might make you overreact to things that remind you of the trauma. Yeah. But we're talking full-blown PTSD here. Yeah. Um, for example, a woman beaten by her drunk father might have a very strong reaction to a man drinking even a single glass of wine with dinner. That could seriously limit your dating pool. Yeah. It might help you to identify where the feelings came from and assign them to that place. Wow. Okay? Yeah. In other words, take a deep breath and say to yourself, I am not in danger because this guy is having a glass of wine. And that's what you always want to do. When any kind of a flashback or trigger with PTSD happens, the first thing you want to do is bring yourself back to the present. Okay? Mm -hmm. So she sees the guy drinking wine. She's immediately terrified that he's going to get drunk and beat her. But wait, no, that was then and this is now. It's kind of like reorienting your yeah. unconscious. Right, yeah, exactly, to the present. All right, because PTSD, any kind of flashback, nightmare, memory that's triggering, um, pulls you back into the past. So the first thing you do is you bring yourself back to the present, yeah. which is just what the guy says here. Yeah. I am not in danger because this guy is having a glass of wine. Those feelings are from back then. Now I'm safe. That's exactly what you do. Yeah. Okay? Um, that can give you greater flexibility and freedom. Okay? So if you're dating someone, and I have found some people who are dating people with PTSD to be quite knowledgeable and quite patient. But we always have a tendency to blame ourselves when somebody's upset. Yeah. And, you know, I think oftentimes you need to remember it's not about you. It may be about what this person came from. Yeah. Okay? Well, every time I raise my voice, she gets terribly upset and angry. You just told me she came from a traumatic family, from an abusive family. So she thinks that when you raise your voice, the next thing that's going to happen is that she's going to get hit. And the man who was a very nice man had never ever thought of that and couldn't understand what was wrong with her. Yeah. Okay? So PTSD is a very real thing that we deal with day in and day out in relationships. And the better you understand it, the better off you'll be able to help somebody and say that's not happening to you now. Yeah. Um, do people with PTSD need to go to therapy? Well, you know, you can't send anybody to therapy who doesn't want to go. But if you ask for someone who particularly deals with PTSD or a trauma therapist is probably the easiest way to say it. It is absolutely treatable. Yeah. Yeah.
But very important that they do. Very important that they do. Okay. Yes. And if you're scared of other people, going to therapy is doubly hard. Yeah. What would make you think you could trust the therapist? That's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hopefully you found this one helpful. That's of course. Story. Yeah. Um, you know, give us a thumbs up for the research Margaret did there. And of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret, of course, is available for Skype coaching. If you think I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.